to the gridiron weekly matchups podcast i'm your host huck breeze and i am joined here by the one and only scott shedig scott thanks for hosting last week during the presidential episode so how are we feeling this week you know i wish i was feeling a little bit better my team is yeah. uh, just really taking a downturn for the worst and honestly what sucks is i actually like it now more than i did at the beginning of the season and but I, I got no one to blame other than myself. I missed on a lot of my, my draft picks and uh, even gave up on some other guys a little too early. But, uh, you know, now I think I'm, I'm just playing for a better lottery position right now. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I, oh, let me take a second to to acknowledge that I haven't had the, the TQ out this week. I've been working on some mid-season statistics uh, to add to that and giving some mid-season uh, managerial grades. So it will be out in the upcoming days. Uh, but I go over why it's not smart to give up at any point in the season. Uh, you're three and well, six right now. I'm playing for a better lottery position isn't giving up. Giving up would be last man standing. Oh, I'm, I mean giving up on a trophy. You, oh, anybody oh, can win a trophy. trophy. Oh. Yeah, you've lost four in a row. I, I, I get it. You've lost four in a row. <laughs> yes, it's like, but uh... if you can win these last four, wow. <laughs> you're guaranteed to be in 100%. If you win three out of those four, uh, you got a shot. So if you, and if you only win two out of four, uh, the, the, you know the chances decrease mightily but but i'm just saying you're you're shooting for three out of four or four out of four uh and and you still have playoff shots so you know it's 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 not a lost cause i'll, I'll tell you that oh so you're so you're telling me there's a chance there's always a chance man i am i'm one not to give up on anything for better or worse uh so yeah you know there's always a chance but anyway sadly this last week uh, we lost a great man and the host of one of my favorite game shows, Alex Trebek. Uh, this week on the podcast, in honor of him, we'd like to have a little segment we call Gridiron Jeopardy. So, Scott, are you ready to play Gridiron Jeopardy? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and pick a category. Uh, I'll take backfield points for 200. Backfield points for 200. All right. This player has the most targets, receptions, and reception yards at the running back position. Who is uh, Derek Henry? Incorrect. I'm sorry. We were looking for Alvin Kamara. Oh, that Alvin Kamara. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, that seems easy. That's okay. Yeah. The board's still yours. Go ahead and uh, pick another category. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I'll 
I'll take uh, Hot D for 400. Hot D for 400. This team in the NFL gives up the least amount of points to the wide receivers. The wide receivers. Who is who are the Indianapolis Colts defense? Ooh, I'm sorry. Incorrect. So close. We were looking for surprisingly the Washington football team. What? Yeah. yeah. I never got. You know, and, and I, when I, when I looked this up and I said, you know, there's their first against wide receivers, I started to think, you know, why is that? I don't think they're exactly dominant, but you got to understand that statistically this whole division is <laughs> something that you cannot take seriously. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, you're talking about probably the worst division that we've ever seen. I, I know. You know we talk- uh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, in the recent uh, owners meeting, they talked about the fact that uh, not that uh, home playoff games uh, could be decided by win percentage, not by uh, division winners in the in the coming year. I mean, I don't for, for these kinds of reasons. Because it's like, should the winner of the NFC East deserve to host a playoff game? There's been one time, like seven years ago, I want to say 2013, 2014, where the Seahawks were six and eight. I'm sorry, they had a losing record, so maybe seven and nine, uh, and won the division over there in the NFC West and hosted a playoff game against the Redskins. I I believe they lost uh, in in that first round. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. So I, I don't know if it's a rule change that needs to happen. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, this is like – I know we talked about the AFC South being the worst division. Uh, probably no. like – no, not this year. But like oh, not this year. years yeah, ago, yeah. I think it was like six or seven years ago, we were talking about the AFC South like we were talking about uh, the NFC East. It, it was the – you know, this was the days when – the Texans were terrible in the dumps. Uh, the you know the pre Bortles uh, era. You know you had the Titans with Marcus Mariota when they were just not that great, uh, and the the Colts were you know had not yet gotten luck. Uh, this was you know a really bad division. Um, so just saying when you're looking at statistics from these four teams, whether it be the Eagles, Redskins, football team, I apologize to everybody. Else <laughs> disclaimer. I might have to edit that one out. Uh, Giants or the Cowboys. You have to know that the teams that they have played thus far are shit. Uh, <laughs> that strength of schedule is just awful. So, uh, so yeah, that, that is the, the best team against wide receivers, but the board is still yours. So oh, go ahead. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. I, I, I like this one. I, I'm going to go with – I'll take fantasy champions for 600, please. Fantasy champions for 600. So this gridiron fantasy champions has the most points ever in a championship game. Who is Danny Walton? Incorrect. I'm sorry. Uh, that is Fupa Slayer. 
Fupa Slayer. Fupa oh, Slayer wow. in 2018, I'm sorry, 2017 scored 237 points. I scored 236 okay. the year later. Uh, I'm sorry, this is 2016. He scored two, uh, 237. I scored 236 oh. in 2018. Funny thing is... Uh, in the modern era, and I call the modern era ever since we have, uh, you know, all of us have joined, I would say 06 uh, would be the modern era. I would say 3, 4, and 5 were like you had a bunch of people that, you know, we hadn't met and whatever, and the gridiron was in its infancy days. Um, from so <laughs> right. Just random people were in and, you know, scoring was yeah. different. We did, used to play – had the playoffs and we uh, – 15 16 17 so it extended all the way to that really useless week that week 17 um in the modern era john also has the least amount of points in a championship game for as a winner uh with 133 back in 2008 so uh that was interesting to me uh you know I, it's a it's a trophy that i'd like to have and it's a it's a record that honestly i think will be broken in the upcoming years, as long as offense stays the way it is. Yeah, everything's trending that way. All the rules are uh, to make it have uh, better offenses. It's more exciting for the game. I just think it's taken a huge jump this year. You know, we're seeing 200 game, 200 point games at an incredible rate. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we had, I mean, our rule changes helped a little bit, but the rule changes in the NFL in general because you see there's no real dominant uh, defense. I'd say probably the best defense right now is probably Chicago, but their offense is so bad that their defense can't, can't you know, do anything about it in the games in reality. So their defense still ends up looking bad statistically. But it's, you know, if, if you look at it, most years, you have like a few defenses that are just, I mean, destroying everybody. And this year, right. no matter who it is, they've gotten points put up on them. So. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Uh, and, and when we're looking at, you know, the trending upward of points and you look at the free agent wire, it's like nothing ever happened. I mean, the free agent wire is still full of shit. Uh, you know, it's not like you can go out there and find just anybody who's throwing up double digit points, uh, double digit points out of a receiver or God forbid a tight end uh, nowadays is not easy to find. So it's just, it's crazy. I think that, uh, you know, the quarterbacks and, and receivers and running backs, the good ones are just putting up a ton of points. Uh, yeah. They're just, they're just not able to be stopped. So, uh, so yeah. All right. Let's uh, keep it rolling. Uh, the board is still yours. So go ahead. I'll take, what have you done for me lately for 800, please? What have you done for me lately for 800? This player has the most points in fantasy over the past four weeks. Who is Dalvin Cook? Ooh, that is an excellent guess. Excellent guess. Uh, but no, it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, Dalvin Cook, I mean, gee, lighting the world on fire right he, now. He lit me on fire last week, so yeah. I'm, still, I'm still a little burned. That's probably why I went that way. Right. I mean, we make these, uh, you know, I make these daily fantasy lineups on a weekly basis. Just, you know, because sometimes when you lose, it's good to have, you know, some other 
players just to, you know, on the, on the fringe out there. Um, and every week I look at Dalvin Cook and I go, ah, there's no way he does it again, right? And he does. He does. He goes out there and just, uh, you know, puts up multiple touchdowns. And uh, I think he's had a couple 200-yard games. He's hit that bonus twice. Uh, you know, I know we've talked about in the, in the past, uh, these, these bonuses aren't where we want them. It doesn't matter where it was for Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's surpassing it, whether it be 175 yep. or 200 yards. So, uh, yes, he is definitely taking the throne, uh, at least at the halfway point of the season, as RB1. Um, and, you know, maybe this is in a year where uh, Chris McCaffrey's gone down, where, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley has gone down. You know, Alvin Kamara's right up there with him. Uh, but Dalvin Cook looks like a formidable first round pick for 2021 yeah i mean especially this year out of all of them i think we've seen so many injuries and just so many different offenses be inept and so it's it's changed the running back market completely because there's so many useless running backs out there like uh it's it's tough I, i've had shitty running backs but like i've also tried to trade a little bit and i'm just like ah that just looks like more garbage to me so i don't know why i should give up some decent players just to start more like slightly le- less smelly shit than the shit I got starting right now. Like, uh, yeah, I believe we've had, this, we've, had back. Back. we've had this conversation <laughs> probably four or five times this week. Haven't we? Yeah. I think we yeah, had this conversation a couple hours ago. Like with like four or five other people too. And it's yeah. just, I just like every running back I'm looking at, it's like, yeah, he doesn't look good. <laughs> and it looks terrible. Well, I think it, so. What happened was, you know, around 2010, 2011, uh, you know, turn of the decade over there, teams started to steer away from the workhorse running back and started to do more of a committee approach. Yeah. And when we when we say committee approach, they used to say, okay, uh, let's take this guy out on third down, and let's throw in a guy that you know a pass catching back. Uh, and now teams, to the dismay of fancy owners, are saying, all right, on first and second down, every other series, we're going to throw in this third guy who, uh, you know, is unownable in fantasy and will score a touchdown once every four weeks. Uh, You know, the Jordan Wilkins, Gus Edwards, uh, you know, whoever the fuck the Chargers are starting week to week kind of person. Um, whether it be like Pope or Justin Jackson or whatever. Um, it's also it's also a financial decision too, because then at the end of the year, a you know, contract situation comes up and says, oh, well, you didn't get over a thousand yards. And it's like, well, yeah, you didn't give me the fucking opportunity to basically, but you can't say that because it's just at the end of the day, you're just looking at stats and it's like, oh, and you know, because you let this third string running back shark five touchdowns by the end of the year. It literally took five touchdowns away from your number one running back. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's also, it's also like if you own a car and you like that car and you want to get your money out of that car, sometimes yeah. you may ride the bike or take the bus uh, to work uh, rather than drive every day. So, you know, you're just trying to extend the life of your purchase uh, in, in yeah. running backs. Cause 30, you know, not everybody can be Frank Gore. So, so yeah. All right. Uh, I believe there's uh, one last category. You want to take it? 
I will. I'll take free agent gems for 1,000, please. Free agent gems for 1,000. I think you'll like this one. This free agent leads the entire NFL in tackles for loss. Who is Stefan Tuitt? I apologize. That is wrong. Vince oh. Williams. Vince Williams. Vince Williams. Really? Vince yes. has got him. Vince wow, Williams. Wow. Why'd yes. you drop him? Uh, I had too many linebackers. Ah, and okay. I just, I, I liked, Splane was a little splashier. So, yeah, I guess. I guess. You know. Can never have, I mean, yeah, you can't really have like all the yeah. Steelers linebackers, but that'd be cool, right? To have all yeah, three. I, I couldn't drop Levante David, basically. And people have been trying to trade me for him. And I just want to, I love watching him play. He's really good. So, yeah. Um, you know, I like watching, uh, uh Devon White. That whole defense is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, White's so good. <laughs> yeah, if you if you uh, uh, it brings back memories of the my golden days of football, which was you know the early two thousands um, when that old Buccaneers defense. God, man, I love the Buccaneers. It just it gives me like a warm feeling. Think about that: Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Derek Brooks. Uh, Simeon Rice defense. Uh, I think uh, Rondé Barber was part of that defense. And we were talking about like Hall of Famer on Hall of Famer on Hall of Famer. Uh, just with John Gruden as a coach, that just, it just, oh, it just brings me back to a great place in NFL history. And so, uh, not saying that this defense is as good, um, but with Winfield and White and uh, Levante David, and they got Ndamukong Sue up front. You know these guys are 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 pretty pretty lethal. So so yeah. Uh, that concludes our gridiron jeopardy segment. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. You have the utmost respect from from uh, myself and the league. So all right. Yeah. So let's let's get into the matchups. What everybody's been waiting for. Are you ready? Oh, I hope so. I got to be ready. League Pick'em is tight race right now. It is so, tight. Um, I let's let's that. check it out here. You are tied in first. I'm three behind. Neil is two behind. Uh, and then it kind of drops off. I feel like some people have forgot forgotten from week to week. Um, yeah, Danny was doing really well for a while. And then I, I think he forgot like a week or maybe two. Yeah, um, he just kind of gave up on it. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It's rough, but you can recover because, like, I like last week, I only got three right. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely recover. Uh, you know, it's anybody's game. the The thing is, though, just make your picks every week. Just make your picks every week, and so that reminder does help. Um, you know, when you sit down on Wednesday or Thursday, but uh, but yeah, all right. Let's get into these matchups. Let's start with Dad against. Notorious. This, I think, is actually going to be a pretty good matchup. This, starting right at the top, I think, obviously, I always ignore projections. I think it's much closer than what they're giving it because I think Burrow's going to put up points. I think Rogers is going to destroy Jacksonville. I think Allen will have to put up points versus Arizona. And assuming Ben plays, he might just be in a shotgun all day kind of style. So... That right there, it's it's pretty even. I think I expect a lot out of all those players. I think there's gonna be a lot of touchdowns there. Um, going into the wide receivers, 
Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, Valdis Cantling. A little hit, hit or miss after after Williams for me. Uh, going against Robbie Anderson, Devontae Adams, and A.J. Brown, That's that, that really blows dad out of the water right there. And that's to me, that's the – the Achilles heel, as long as his receive notorious as receivers do well, I think he should win the game. Uh, barring a Kamara 50 burger versus San Francisco, because you never really know what kind of San Francisco team is going to show up. It's like every other week it's, Oh wow. They look halfway decent. And then, Oh no, they're garbage. So it might be garbage versus New Orleans after they just stopped Tampa Bay. It might be a trap game for them. I'm not sure. We'll find out. But it's definitely better than James Conner across the way. And Dave Montgomery still a little Chicago offense. But Jonathan Taylor tonight might have a decent day because Tennessee's defense is better. That's where Dad is really going to be able to win the game is his running backs, basically. Um, tight ends with, Dave, uh, with Waller and Ingram – like them both. I trust Waller a little bit more. Uh, Robbie Gould is always nice as a kicker. And uh, Myers, Seattle should uh, hopefully bounce back for after that loss to the, Ram, uh, to the Bills. But versus the Rams, you never know because it's a division game. Those can be very tough. I like both of their defenses. I like uh, Notorious is a little bit more. I had originally picked Dad, but looking at it closer, I'm taking Notorious. Yeah, so you know that scene from Lord of the Rings where Boromir gets a bunch of arrows in his chest and just starts keeps killing people. Oh yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's like Danny's team, I think, right now. Uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, redeems himself at the end. He's and like, he just gets oh. up and you know he looks yeah. at the the hobbits and he keeps you know slicing yeah. and dicing. Uh, yeah, I mean he's taking hits. Rossburgers on the uh, COVID nineteen list. I don't think that that's going to be an issue for him. I think he's probably going to play. Uh, I think by now that somebody should have known if Ben Rosper was not going to play for an undefeated team against Cincinnati at home on Sunday. I think that should be news by now, uh, you know, because we got that news, I think on Monday. Um, so I think Rosberger plays. And I think he does well against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not a very good defense. Josh Allen looks like a way better quarterback last week. And this is probably the biggest game on the docket this weekend is uh, Buffalo, Arizona. So I think he does show up in that matchup. Uh, Devontae Adams, man, I played this team last week. And, you know, I had confidence going in. Not that much confidence, honestly. I, I thought he was going to crush me. But, you know, I, I th- thought I had a chance. Uh, Devontae Adams on Thursday night. Oh. God, just uncoverable. Yeah. He's just uncoverable. You just can't uh, do anything against him. And Jacksonville's defense uh, is a bunch of kindergartners, so he's probably going to put up 20 points, uh, I would guess. Uh, you know, I don't like Montgomery on Monday night, so if this is a close matchup, uh, especially he's kind of banged up, if this is a close matchup, I would expect uh, him to be pretty worried if he's depending on him and Wilson for Monday night. Uh, but... As far as Brad's side, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to tear it up. The problem that with him tearing it up is his number one receiver, Devontae Adams, plays for Danny. Uh, that's something you never want to see. You never want to go into a game rooting for MVS versus Devontae Adams. That's just not going to really work out for you, unfortunately. Uh, Joe Burrow against Pittsburgh, I think he does a lot better than most quarterbacks have done against Pittsburgh. I love Joe Burrow, uh, even though he's afraid of scary movies. Uh, I don't know if you heard this. <laughs> This quote this last uh, week, I, I did. Uh, that was uh, I was hoping that would that would uh, help our defense. Yeah, he yeah. he said he was more of a SpongeBob guy, 
uh, and that he was. Uh, he said he couldn't even watch Harry Potter or House or Lord of the Rings or Lord of the like. What a pussy! I mean, like, yeah. on, I love man. the guy. I like, love the guy. Linebacker? I don't know. Like, there's got to be like just, you know, just yeah. Like, every time you watch, just like, <laughs> like just dress up like an orc. You know, yeah, just, just have some paint you your know faces or something, man. Yeah, just fright, fright night, fright, <laughs> fright night. Yeah. It should, it should. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you really got to get in his head. You know, right. Him a lot will help. <laughs> yeah, cool guy, a cool guy, Joe Burrow. I like him a lot. I think that he is borderline first round pick next year. I think the way they run this offense with three or four wide receiver sets, he is set up for success. Um, and I do think he has a good week. I think both his quarterbacks have a good week. The problem that I have uh, is his wide receivers just aren't very attractive to me at all. Uh, I, I I know Cooks has had a pretty good. Uh, week-to-week schedule since Bob has left. Uh, but still, I still think he's a meddling wide receiver three. I think Williams might be a wide receiver four. And Scantling's a wide receiver five. He doesn't even have a wide receiver one or two on his roster. Uh, that's tough to win uh, with that. So, um, you know, Kamara, any running back to get 20 points, scheduled to get 20 points, even against San Francisco, that's a high order. You know, that's 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 a lot, uh, you know, to pull down. So I don't know if he reached that. Jonathan Taylor, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, every week, it's anybody's guess of what Indianapolis is going to come out and do at running back. Um, so we'll just have to see. Overall, I'm going to take Danny this week. I think his team is just really unstoppable right now. Uh, they both have pretty full lineups. Uh, you know, Brad is not getting hit by buys that hard right now. And uh, he's out projecting him by 24 points. So I'm going to take Danny on this one. I like it. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Ulysses S. Grant versus the Poopy 2. What you got? This is another good matchup. I like Tom Brady and Daniel Jones as starting quarterbacks. I think Tom Brady, I mean, after last week seeing him get destroyed by uh, New Orleans, we all know he doesn't do that two weeks in a row. He'll probably come back and put a show up against Carolina. Uh, Danny Dimes, as long as he throws more touchdowns and turns it over versus Philly, which you never know. Uh, Philly's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team, too. Sometimes they're okay. Sometimes, and Wentz looks like, oh, wow, that's like the 2017 Wentz we thought he was. And other times he looks like complete garbage and needs to be benched for Hurts. So uh, Daniel Jones could have a good day versus Philadelphia. And Lamar Jackson at New England is not good. You know that – uh, Belichick is, has seen the way Jackson has been playing the last couple of weeks and with him and uh, Harbaugh, you know, pointing fingers at each other about the offense and, and things about that. I don't know if you heard, heard that this week, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not something you want to be hearing in the news going into, uh, going into New England. Right. Uh, and then you got Jared Goff in a division game versus Seattle. I think it's kind of a bounce back game for maybe both because I think were the Rams on by with last week. And then uh, before that, they lost to the dolphins, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, it's been a while since we've seen the Rams, this yeah. Season, but yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, they got, they got like, they, he got embarrassed by the dolphins and uh, the Seahawks just got lost, just lost to the bills. So just see who bounces back better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough matchup there, but I give that to Ulysses S. Grant on the, on the, uh, quarterbacks going into their wide receivers godwin cup and judy i mean all pretty good wide receivers could have a good day he's got a great stack of brady and he's stealing points from golf on cup 
and Jerry Judy uh, could have a good day versus Las Vegas uh, after uh, what looks like Drew Locke has actually woken up as a decent quarterback this year. Going up against DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and uh, uh, Sterling Shepard, I mean, those are pretty great uh, wide receivers in itself, and I think if Poopy 2 is going to win, it's going to be probably on the back of DK Metcalf. Uh, that would be the biggest thing, I think. It's his, uh, his star wide receiver, and he would have to win him this game if he is going to do that. Because his running backs with Zach Moss and Jay McKissick, I'm not I'm not wild about. Uh, I think Miles Sanders might have a good game versus the Giants, and Antonio Gibson's actually been uh, playing pretty well. At the end of the day, I think Ulysses S. Grant takes it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you, and here's why. Uh, Tom Brady looked like absolute garbage last week, and even though he's Tom Brady, and I think that, yes, he is the best quarterback in the history of the NFL, uh, I think that it, he looked pretty old uh, last week, and as time goes by, they might depend more. They might change the game plan up on uh, Carolina. Uh, they might run the ball more, give it to Fournette uh, underneath to, to Ronald Jones. Uh, you know, so so we'll just have to see. I know he's got all these weapons, a ton of different weapons, so he's set up for success. Uh, but Carolina's defense, even though they, they face Mahomes, prior to Mahomes, were like the 30th best defense against the pass. And this is not Washington defense. This is a defense that's actually uh, played some good people. Um I want to talk about Jared Goff. Jared Goff this week is facing a historically bad defense in Seattle. Uh, this is one of the worst defenses we've ever, ever seen. Um, and he's coming off a bye. And I think he has a great week. And regardless of Cooper Cup stealing points, um, I think uh, Goff is going to be one of the better quarterbacks for the week. Uh, Lamar Jackson in prime time with Mark Andrews against New England, a team that gave up three touchdown passes to Joe Flacco last week. Uh, I like that. I, I think that Lamar Jackson, yes, he had talk of everybody knowing his plays before the week. Those well, were dying, though, man. Those touchdown passes were good. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you go? They were on? pretty good, man. I I know it was just Flacco, but like you can't deny that toe drag in the in the corner. Like that was a damn good pass. Right. Like yeah. Yeah, I know. But, no, they they look good. I mean, they yeah, all around they good. look good. Uh, but yeah, no, I I like I like Metcalf. I mean, we all point at Metcalf. That was one of the worst trades of the season. Uh, probably the second worst trade of the he, season. He made out better with that with the players that he ended up getting afterwards, though. Uh, he he Chase? actually salvaged part of yeah. He actually salvaged part of that, I guess, as well. And uh, but go on. Anyway, uh, yeah, so. You know, I, I do like uh, McKissick against Detroit, even though he's the backup. It, it's weird that we're watching two Washington running backs play each other, uh, and they're both <laughs> projected over 10 points. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders one of those guys. Like, when he's healthy, when he plays the whole game, he does great. I mean, he scored yeah. double-digit points in every game, except for the San Francisco uh, uh, Sunday night game that we had a couple weeks ago. Uh, but He's supposed to be healthy this game. He's supposed to, uh, you know, come out and score points. I just don't know if it's going to be 17. That's a lot. Uh, he's only reached that twice this season in the five games he's played. So, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, his pr- team is projected a lot more, and I think that the spot is set up for Poopy 2 to come from behind in projections and win this one. So I'm going to take Poopy 2. All right, fair enough. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Camacho. 
versus the Fupa Slayer. What do you think? Another good matchup. Uh, might, maybe a little bit lower in our projections, but they're both missing a few players, which I'm assuming they'll fill out. Let's see. We've got some buys, buys. Uh, just a defender. You could probably move something if he needs to. But anyway, starting at the top, Matthew Stafford versus the Washington football team and Carson Wentz at New York is, I think, still better than Teddy Bridgewater versus Tampa Bay, who I think is going to have a great bounce-back game. And Ryan Tannehill, I expect to do decently tonight, um, but I do expect – it's tough. It's always – you know, like, is is Derrick Henry going to get all the points or is Ryan Tannehill? It's always kind of a give or take, essentially. So that, that really um, – lingers on uh depends on that essentially but i think camacho wins the quarterback battle there going into their wide receivers terry mclaurin christian kirk and fulgham have all pretty been actually very consistent lately uh uh compared to antonio brown he's starting well uh, hey hey so i like watch. antonio brown this week I, I do no i do too yeah i i really i really like that fuba slayer is starting him and that in tampa bay is starting him i think that's a great choice for their teams uh to do exactly what I hope they do. And uh, Tyler Boyd and, and Samuel after that is not exactly blowing up anybody's skirts, especially mine. So I give Camacho the win on the wide receivers there as well. Chase Edmonds and, uh, and Dave Johnson, not the best running back duo, duo, but could definitely put up some decent points. And I think both kind of uh, uh, projected a little low, but you're That's going up Duke. against Dave you, you, Dave, you, oh, is it Duke or Dave? Oh, it's Duke. Duke. Okay, that's why. I thought it was a little low for David. Duke yeah. could still have a decent game. Okay, I see that. Um, but you're going up against one running back, and it's Singletary. So already Camacho's won on every single position battle, and Fupa Slayer doesn't have a legendary defense to hold him up. So Camacho's my lock this week. He's going to take it down. He's nobody's wow. football. Wow. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, this is a matchup between two people that I bet prior to the season that both of them would make the playoffs. I got $100 on Chase not making the playoffs. I got $50 on Foop Slayer not making the playoffs. It'd be nice if both of them could lose. Uh, but this is a huge game for both of them if they want to make the playoffs. Uh, the loser's going to go to 4-6, and six, and it, they're going to be put in a position where it's like you got to win the last two, two of the last three or three of the last three uh, to win, you know, to get in the playoffs, which is a tough position. Uh, I like, even though, you know, like I said, Washington's defense is ranked pretty highly against the pass. I like Stafford this week. Uh, you know, I never like Wentz. I don't know how to, to gauge Wentz. I will not try to do it week to week. Uh, on the other side, Bridgewater against Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay, we talked about their defense. Great defense. Uh, Bridgewater will probably, uh, you know, try to manage that game as well as possible i do think Tannehill has a good night uh but on the same uh hand there uh, indianapolis has a great defense um i like antonio brown score a lot of points more than he's projected this week uh but the rest of his team just looks oh it just doesn't look good i just don't like it from top to bottom what they're doing right now you can see it it's a trend that happens throughout the league i know trevor's doing it to me right now uh they're playing wait and see Let's not use these moves if we don't have to. Tannehill comes out and scores 37 points. Uh, let's wait to see if we have to use this move. You know, Tannehill comes out and scores, you know, 10 points. Chases, maybe I won't pick up defender. Maybe I won't waste the move. 
Um, so, you know, this is, a, this is still a work in progress for both these guys. I think they'll still, uh, you know, have, have moves throughout the week. Um, but I just think that at this point, Chase's team is more set up. I think Edmund's going to have a great game. Uh, you know, Drake's going to come back on his first game after being out for a couple games. Uh, Duke Johnson has, you know, the main role for the Texans going against a uh, flimsy Cleveland defense. Um, so I, I, I like Chase to win this one uh, by, by a good amount. I'm not going to lock him, but I, I like him to win. Like it. So, yeah. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Disco Lemonade against Unicycle Polar Bears. I think it's going to be another great matchup. Very close. Um, I think projections are a little off, but uh, looking at Kyler Murray, I think he's got to be so pissed off about losing to Tua last week. Uh, he's probably going to come out and try to just scorch Buffalo. I think he puts up a lot, a lot of points, probably more than his 27-point projection. Drew Locke actually looked pretty decent. in Las Vegas defense is pretty awful, so he could put up a decent amount of points. And when you're looking at Nick Foles, well, yeah, that's on Monday night, but it's kind of like you're sitting there hoping he doesn't go negative. Somehow they project him 17, but okay. Um, luckily, he's got Deshaun Watson coming off a bye at Cleveland, so he should have a pretty good game. Uh, not off a of bye, they played Jacksonville last week, excuse me. Um, and she had a, he had a decent game, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how they, he, do, he does. But I don't know if he'll be able to carry Nick Foles. So I give Disco Lemonade the quarterback battle uh, there, going into their wide receivers. Robert Woods, Ayuk, and uh, Myers. I love Woods. The other two, I mean, are droppable to me. And Dig versus Diggs, Smith-Schuster, and Landry. If Unicycle Polar Bears is going to win, it's going to be as wide receivers and Dalvin Cook. That's like his whole team right there. Um, Deshaun Watson has been playing decent lately, but he hasn't been playing MVP caliber. So I'm not expecting a five touchdown game out of him or anything. So it's pretty much that group right there. But you got Derrick Henry on the other side from Dalvin Cook. He could, depending on how he does tonight, like I was saying before, between him and uh, Ryan Tannehill, it really depends on which one of them blow up. And I feel like Derrick Henry's kind of due. He's been fairly mediocre lately. Yeah. And he's got Ronald Jones to back him up, which is no uh, a too shabby versus Gus Edwards, which I don't think is going to have that great of a day in New England. So, so far for me, Disco Lemonade, I think is a little bit ahead. I like his, uh, his, he'll, I'm assuming he's, this is like the wait and see thing. Like you were talking about with the tight end, if he's going to pick one up or not, or make a move or not, um, mm-hmm. which uh, there's not that many great tight ends out there, but there might be, you know, maybe it's a, maybe there's a sleeper we'll talk about later, but I kind of like Disco Lemonade's defense a little bit better. I do like queen on unicycle polar bears. I think I just got a gut feeling. I think Disco Lemonade is going to pull this one out. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I have a lot of good things to say about Neil's team on a weekly basis this week, especially. Uh, do you know who leads the league in rushing yards per attempt? Disco Lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> uh, close. Uh, it's Kyler Murray. He's a yard ahead of every wow. other player in the NFL. Uh, he's got 7.1 yards per attempt uh, wow. whenever he leaves the pocket. So, Against Buffalo, uh, I think he has a great game. I think that 27 might be a little bit shallow for him. Uh, Drew Locke has six touchdowns the last two weeks. He's playing really well. I shit on Drew Locke every chance I get, but he's playing really well. And Las Vegas is not that great of a defense. So he's coming out, like we talked about uh, Seattle's defense. 
terrible. Woods is a must start. I mean, he's he's probably their number one guy there. Uh, Ayuk against New Orleans. Um, you know, it's good to have a receiver back. I know he didn't play last week, so it's good for him to get back in the in the mix. Uh, Myers has become the go-to receiver in in uh, in New England. So even though Cam Newton is inept as a quarterback and cannot throw the ball, uh, if he's going to, it's going to be to Myers. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, has a, a fantastic night. I think that Tennessee gets back to their basics and uh, tries to run the ball tonight uh, and and really get that going. Like we talked about earlier, I think the game plan for Tampa Bay is going to change. So Ronald Jones gets a lot of work. Last four weeks, most kicking points in the NFL, uh, in fancy, I'm sorry, uh, Brandon McManus. He's he's the guy. Wow. I mean, yeah, he's the hottest kicker in the league right now. So I do like that. On the other side, Nick Foles uh, is, even though Minnesota is giving up the most points to wide receivers, uh, Nick Foles is not the kind of guy uh, that you can depend on on a Monday night matchup. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I like him this week. I think he does He does fine. I think Diggs does fine. Uh, Chicago's defense, I know I just said, do not bet against Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's done it week after week after week. Chicago's defense is really good. Uh, this is the Chicago's defense I remember from a few years ago. Uh, Roquan Swift leads the league in tackles. Uh, they're shutting down team after team, uh, and they're not scoring points. So every game you know they play in is a snooze fest. And I think this might be one of those games. Um, on top of that, Gus Edwards is back to being in a three-man committee uh, because Mark Ingram is scheduled to play. That's probably why he's projected six points. Um, so yeah, you know, I think that the 152 projection is real low for Neil's team. I think they come out and uh, they put it on you, Cycle Pole Bears. I'm I'm going to go ahead and lock Neil. I like it. Yep. All right. Let's keep it going. Last man standing versus the maestro. This was almost one of my other locks, honestly. I mean, <laughs> last man is, uh, you know, reeling obviously from so many injuries already. And now he's reeling from bye weeks. It's just, he can't catch a break. And now he's going up against maestro, which I, I think, you know, after some injuries and, uh, and bye weeks, he's back to about full strength, you know, just, going down the list of Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Keaton Allen, Devontae Parker, Allen Robinson, Aaron Jones, and Chris Carson, even John O. Smith. It, it, you know, you're not going to beat that with Cam Newton versus Baltimore because I, their front seven is pretty crazy. So I think he's going to have a hard time running the ball. Mike Evans doesn't show up enough. Same with DJ Shark, John Brown, decent, but not going to win you the game. Josh Jacobs. Might have a good day with Denver, but again, he's not going to win you the game. And then it's just it's just bad news bears over there for last man standing right now. I think uh, he, he's due for an overhaul, but don't rush him though, I, because if not, he's going to come back with something lame like the, the the Washington football team or something, you know, the fantasy football team or something. So I, I'm going to take Maestro in this one. Yeah, I'll make this one quick. Uh, Scott's had some terrible luck this season, probably the worst yeah. luck. Um, yeah. It seems like week after week after week he gets shit on uh, with Dallas quarterbacks and he tries to fill him with the Jets and now the Jets are on by. Uh, it seems like every week he's going shopping for a running back and he just doesn't have uh, the, the talent equity to go out and get a quarterback every single week. There's not a lot of quarterbacks out there and there's, there's uh, some competition. I could very well see 
him going with one quarterback this week and just kind of being like, fuck it. I and punting, uh, you know, his season is all but done anyway. Uh, it, there is a probably less than 1% chance that he makes the playoffs, even if he wins every game from here on out. So uh, yeah, on the other side, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield against Houston is a good matchup. Uh, like I said, if Foles is going to throw somebody, Allen Robinson would be the guy. They're, they're pretty weak against wide receivers. But Michael's got his team back. Michael's got uh, Carson and Jones back. Uh, so, you know, that could be dangerous if the, if the Seahawks can get back on track, even though the Rams D is, you know, pretty strong. So uh, we'll just have to see. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Michael in this one as well. All right, let's get in some really important matchups. Darth Scott versus Eternal Touchdown. I'm going to go ahead and start here, okay? Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Derek Carr's been playing very well, okay? And he started the year as your QB2. Uh, I may have been a little bit wrong about Derek Carr. Uh, he is He's playing, uh, you know, pretty good and keeping these guys in the playoff race for Las Vegas, uh, you know, I really like him in this matchup. I think he balls out against Denver. Uh, Herbert, I think, is not going to be a victim of Miami defense like the last two quarterbacks have. I know Kyler Murray, you know, fumbled for a touchdown. I know, uh, you know, Goff fumbled twice for touchdowns. Uh, I think Herbert can actually hold his own. I think the game plan this week for them is going to be hold on to the ball, let's move the ball down the field, uh, and Herbert can have a good day. Uh, your running backs are garbage which is why I've been trying to trade you all week. Uh, you know, not like slightly better garbage. No, but your running backs are like part of three-man committees and are the third running back in said committees. They like, will wake up one day. I, I, there's not a lot of time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, that's it's just bad. Uh, Gronkowski, I don't think he meets that eight points. Gronkowski's been real hit or miss lately. Uh, you've got, you know, either you're going to hit a home run with that Steelers defense or you're not at all. Uh, you know, only one person can tackle at a time. Actually, that's not true. You know, you can get half points. But you only get one point at a time from tackles. Uh, so, you know, hopefully they all get a bunch of tackles. But getting 10 points out of all three of these guys is going to be tough uh, on a weekly basis. So I'm not sure why you set it up the way you did. Um, on the other side, Tua looked a lot better than he did two weeks ago. I thought this would be an inept offense without Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he proved that they could put points on the board by himself. Uh, Luton looked great against Houston uh, as, as a quarterback has never started in the NFL. Uh, Michael Thomas, the first game under the dome, first game in New Orleans, so he should, you should be excited about that. Uh, his running backs are not that much better. Uh, Wilkins tonight is uh, the third man in the totem pole against Tennessee. We'll see if he gets any run. Uh, and uh, But I do like Henderson against Seattle. Like I said, the worst defense in the NFL. Uh, and Blankenship tonight. I bet you that's going to be a stab in the heart every time they kick a field goal. Uh, you, you might you know, feel something. Clay's season's almost over. I think he's hungry. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and take eternal touchdown to win this game. I like it. I mean, I, I was after seeing some of the moves he made and then seeing how two has been playing lately. I mean, it's hard choice picking me. Like I said, I want to win this league pick him. I think I better, I have better chance of winning that than I do the, the regular season. So, uh, 
you know, starting at top of Tua, he's, like I said, he's been amazing. Uh, Lutton didn't play terrible last week. Green Bay's defense is awful. Uh, I, me, Miami's defense has been playing really well lately, and it's like they're playing for Tua as well. Right. So uh, I, think it's, I think it's a good matchup tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be watching the Steelers game, so I'll watch highlights of that later. Um, but the uh, David Carver's Denver, I think he'll do his, do well, but Denver's defense is, any, is no joke as well. So they, they've been playing uh, pretty well. So it's really, it's really a matter of, uh, you know, just having the, the ball bounce my way. Cause there's going to be, there's going to be some turnovers in those games. I know, um, Tyre Lockett's been hit or miss for me. So is Claypool, but you know, if, when they hit, they, they fucking hit, they just need right. to do it more fucking right. often. Uh, yeah, Randall Cobb's actually been fairly fucking uh, um, steady for me. He, I've I've liked Randall Cobb. He's been he's been a good guy. He just he could get a, he's he. I feel like he's always missing. Like either he misses one touchdown every game. Like it's like oh that was almost like oh he almost threw one. Oh, those are right through his hands. Yeah, so he started like, off slow, he's like, but he's he's coming. Yeah, on. yeah, he started off slow, but he's been coming on for sure. Uh, but looking across his way, I mean, Michael Thomas is back. Higgins has been playing well. Uh, even Slayton is he just picked up today hasn't been half bad so and like you said my running backs are are, are hot garbage but uh, you know everybody's got a little hot garbage on their time on their team so mine happen to be my running backs I think you know you could say that about most well, NFL teams your your running backs are hot, hot garbage you know mine I feel like that about the Steelers every once in a while no I'm oh. saying about it oh, okay you know, there's a lot of NFL teams out there and it's like wow these guys are terrible. But, you know, they're getting paid lots of money for some reason. So, here they are on my team anyways. So, yeah. it's not helping. Like I said, I almost picked Clay. It's, I, I would really like to win. Let's just put it that way. You know seven of your players play on two teams? Yeah, sometimes that's how, that's how it goes down. <laughs> Tampa and Pittsburgh, not bad teams, uh, but but not the best players on those teams as well, uh, as far as fantasy is concerned. So uh, I assume you're picking yourself. Sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have you know I have to see what, what our bet is going to be with Clay. I was thinking about uh, saying maybe loser pays for the other person's entry fee next year. Oh yeah, you guys usually have a, a big bet. This is like a rivalry week for you, huh? Yeah, and uh, with those stats earlier, I think I was down six to four. Ah, uh, the one that Neil put out earlier. Yeah, what it said. So. Yeah, gonna try to even it up. Yeah, yeah, I really got to try to even it up. You know, I might, uh, I might try to make a splash trade before the weekend. Who knows? Okay. All right. All right. Yep. Saturday it's trade deadline, everybody. So uh, you know, just a reminder there. But uh, let's let's keep it rolling. Um, Sex Raptor against Rumham. What do you got? Well, I mean, this is a matchup you should definitely win. I feel like you've covered a lot of your buys very well um, compared to Rumham, who hasn't done as well as explicitly talking about the quarterback situation since you have Nick Mullins and Phil Rivers starting versus his Drew Brees and nobody. Like I said earlier, San Francisco, you never know who's going to show up. So Drew Brees destroyed the other night. He could put up a lot of points. He may put up uh, 30 to 40. So he could cover what be the second one. I still think Philip Rivers and Nick Millens outscore him, though, between the two of them. Going into your uh, wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins is, catches everything. 
not unlike Nelson Aguilar. So uh, Higgins underneath them and Marvin Jones Jr. They're all consistent. They're not great. I I like Hopkins better. Will Fuller could have a decent day. So could Samuel, but probably not. I like Kareem Hunt. uh, And Melvin Gordon, he's okay. You never know. He could hop hop on every once in a while. Tell the truth about Melvin Gordon. Tell the truth what you think about Melvin Gordon. Obviously, you've... I don't have Melvin Gordon. I don't have Melvin Gordon at all. I just don't want him. All right? Nobody does. It's not that he's bad. It's just that what I would have to give up to get him, for him to, like, maybe be good every third, third week or something, I'm like, nah, I don't want... I'd rather... Watch Claypool be good every third week than fucking Gordon. Fuck him. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. Essentially, it's. I mean, I have nothing against him. Like I said, I think he's good, and he's got like a fifty-fifty shot of looking like an RB one. Mm-hmm. Um, and his projection for nine point nine is like that's actually kind of low. I put him more at about twelve because uh, he. I think he could go for about seventeen or eight. You know, yeah. it's it's somewhere around there. Um, but will Nick Chubb come back and play really well? That's really the crutch on this game is Kareem Hunt versus Chubb. And if like if they're going to ease him back in or if they're going to throw him in uh, straight into the fire. So, uh, And Robinson is, in jo- is no joke, for, especially versus Green Bay's defense. I still like your running backs a little bit more. and I'd like his wide receivers, wide receivers a little bit more, but not enough to win the game. And yours are consistent enough to put up points. Your defense with Wagner and Schobert's pretty good. He's got decent guys in Warner and White as well, but I'm giving you the edge in this week. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm going to agree with you, and and here's why. I, I mean, it all depends. You say it depends on Hunt versus Chubb. They're both going to get their run, no matter if Chubb plays or not. I mean, well, if Chubb doesn't play, obviously he doesn't get his run, but they're both going to get their run in the game. Uh, it's who takes advantage of that. Is Chubb going to uh, be in on certain downs? Is he going to be held back a little bit? We'll have to see. Um, but I, what I think is that Trevor's team right now at this point is way overprojected. 16.83 against Buffalo for Hopkins is not, uh, I, I think, sustainable. I, I think Hopkins is a great receiver, and I think that uh, you know he's able to put up double-digit points on any given week. Uh, but you know, I I've haven't seen him put up that many points that often since uh, the first three weeks, only twice. Um, on uh, Will Fuller v versus Cleveland again, thirteen point five two is a lot uh, to put on Cleveland. Obviously, all eyes are on Will Fuller v if you're facing Houston. Uh, if you're trying to stop this offense, you know they're gonna uh, put people back and make it make you run the ball. On my side, I mean, I'm missing. A lot of people <laughs> missing my number one quarterback, my number one receiver, my number one running backs on IR. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to eat a lot of buys here. Um, like I said, Philip has to do well tonight. If Philip doesn't do well tonight, you can pretty much forget it. This week's pretty much over. Um, and I went through up and down the waiver wire this week. This is probably the biggest week where I just scoured the waiver wire. I looked at statistics and I tried to decide on, what I was going to do, what my game plan was going to be. Uh, and I land on Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, uh, for the last five weeks that he's played, uh, has scored 10 points. And the one week he didn't was when there was gale force winds in Cleveland. It was like hurricane time. 
uh, yeah. and that, that game in 166. Uh, so I think Nelson Aguilar is the number one receiver in Vegas. I just talked about Derek Carr and how good he's doing. I mean, it's hard not to. It's hard not to take the guy, and uh, as long as he has the trust of him, uh, you know, I think he's a good wide receiver three this week. Uh, you know, I trade for Mullins. Not a big fan of Mullins, but I think he's the uh, best choice for the week. Uh, going down the line, I've got good matchups. I like Hunt against Houston. I like uh, Gordon against Las Vegas, as long as, you know, Philip Lindsay doesn't eat up all the, all the points over there. Uh, T. Higgins has a touchdown in three of his last six games. Uh, and Pittsburgh gives up a lot of points to wide receivers. They just do. Uh, they you know, Pittsburgh is a great defense, uh, and maybe because they're playing ahead a lot, they give up points to receivers, but they do. And T. Higgins is becoming more and more trusted by Joe Burrow. Uh, Eric Ebron, touchdowns his last two games. I looked at other tight ends, and I said, you know, Eric Ebron may not be the guy that I want uh, as my tight end going forward and into the playoffs. But uh, there's nobody better than Eric Ebron, so I have to stick with Eric Ebron. Um, as far as our defense is concerned, I have the best defense in fantasy right now. I put up the most points in fantasy as, as defense is concerned, and uh, hopefully I'll continue to do so. So I, I don't really think there's any matchup there. Uh, what what I'm hoping is that, uh, you know, the his his big guys, Breeze, Hopkins, Fuller, Robinson, are overprojected, and I think they are. So I'm going to go ahead and take myself. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that concludes our matchups for the week. Uh, let's go ahead and get some hot takes. You got any hot takes for me this week? I think that as terrible as New England has looked, they're going to beat Baltimore this week. You think they're going to beat Baltimore? I mean, they are at home, and we are talking about New England, so uh, that's that's a uh, that's a, a pretty pretty good guess, I, I would say. Um, I got I got I'm going to be along the same lines. I'm going to say. Uh, and we'll, I'll talk about this later uh, on in the in the betting corner, but uh, I'm gonna say San Francisco beats New Orleans on the road in Superdome. I think uh, they're gonna surprise them. They're gonna play good defense, and uh, San Francisco is gonna come out and surprise them in a not so high scoring game. Uh, I was actually about to say that I need to apologize for saying how bad Drew Brees is. He's not playing bad. He's playing really well. He kind of reminds me of Peyton Manning in his last years at Denver when he went to the Super Bowl with him. Like, he wasn't throwing it very hard or very fast, but he was just so smart, it didn't matter. So, um, that's what it reminds me. I mean, it's like, yeah, like, he doesn't have the huge arm strength, some of the guys, but he maybe never really has, and it's never really mattered. Yeah. Hopefully, Philip Rivers could take some of the smarts and use them tonight. I really need it. Let's go, Philip. Um... All right, moving on. Give me a sleeper for this week. What do you think? So I got one guy on defense that I really like, and it's he may be a little controversial because he's a defensive lineman, but he comes with some uh, with some uh, added bonuses because his name is Romeo Aquara, who has done really okay. well in the last couple of weeks, and he's got some juicy matchups coming up quarterback-wise versus Washington football team, Carolina, Houston, Chicago. And you get to use Rome, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo gifts in the chat if you have them. So, you know, <laughs> if you make a big play, 
boom, you drop drop the Leo Romeo gif. You, okay. You're having a good day. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I like that. Uh, I'm going to give you two sleepers for the week because I am so generous. Um, there's a lot this week. The entire Colts offense, besides uh, uh, Wilkins, for some reason, uh, Phillip Rivers, and uh, Jonathan Taylor, are unowned. So we're talking about every receiver, uh, every tight end, uh, are unknown. So if you're looking at a receiver, obviously T.Y. Hilton's been super underwhelming. Um, I don't want to go back to that well again. But Michael Pippen Jr., he's a rookie. Okay, he, had, uh, he came back for the first time last week, and he showed pretty good rapport uh, with, with Philip Rivers. Um, he's coming out tonight, and he is uh, – last week he put up four catch for 56 yards. I think he's going to beat that. Uh, Tennessee gives up the fourth uh, uh, most points to wide receivers. Uh, and so he's going to have a good day, I think. I think Michael Pittman has a good day. Uh, also, I'm going to give you one on the defensive side. Now, uh, also, I looked at Trey Burton. I looked at Naheem Hines. Uh, I, I looked at uh, uh, Smelly Dwelly. I, I think those are all people that you can look at uh, as sleepers for this week. But on the defensive side, Emmanuel Ogba, the defensive end for the Miami defense. Now, Miami's defense has been one of the hottest defense in the league uh, in the past two weeks. They've been forcing fumbles left and right, scoring touchdowns. Emmanuel Ogba, the last four weeks, barring his bye, 11.5 and a sack, 12, two sacks, 11, and a sack, 13.5, and a sack. He's got a sack in four straight weeks, actually five straight weeks. Uh, and before that, he had half a sack, half a sack. So he's almost got a sack or some semblance of a sack in every game this year and scored in double digits in the last four weeks. Uh, this is a guy that is extremely under the radar, and somebody should probably own him, somebody that doesn't have the best defense in fantasy. All right. So... Uh, what do you think? What do you think of my sleepers? I like it. You like them? I like it. But yeah, I like them both. I mean, good, good. I need your it, approval. Yeah, no, it's uh, they they both sound really good. It's just, you know, it's tough trying to figure out who to drop. All right. <laughs> Are you doing that right now? What? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's keep it rolling here. Keep it rolling here. Uh, let's move on to the gambling corner. You got any good bets for this week? Uh, I think the easiest bet is probably Green Bay over Jacksonville. Um, and I still believe in Tampa Bay in a back, bounce back game versus uh, Carolina. Okay. All right. Uh, I I want to warn you on that. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves is, like, amazing against the spread. Doesn't always win the game, but I think he's, like, in his career, like, 18-2. and two. Or something against the spread. Really? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he, they, he always keeps games close. They don't get blown out. So uh, I know it's five and a half right now. Uh, so you'll just have to see. I don't, I'm, I don't know. But do you have a good bet for tonight or no? Not looking at tonight? Uh, I like I like both Tannehill and Derrick Henry for two touchdowns. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, 
Derek Henry for two touchdowns, plus two fifty at the moment. Um, it's not that great of a payout, and he needs to see it twice. So if like the first touchdown is, uh, you know, somebody else or stolen by somebody else, it's like, <laughs> ugh. Uh, but but yeah, no, I I also like that. My bets for tonight are Philip Rivers over two hundred six seven yards. Um, like I said, Tennessee's uh, pasty. They tried to help it out with Desmond going to get Desmond King. Uh, you know, they need help. They're fourth uh, worst against wide receivers. Uh, so I think Philip Rivers does have a decent night. And he's uh, Philip Rivers over 267 yards is a pretty good bet. I think he does match that. And also, I like the Titans to win tonight. Uh, this weekend, I like every underdog with the spread besides the Patriots. Like every one of them. Bar none. Uh, we are talking about... Uh, Chargers over Miami. Ooh, well, too far, too far, too far. Uh, too far. Yeah. Right, back it up now. <laughs> back it up. Uh, Houston over Cleveland. Jacksonville plus 13 over Green Bay. Uh, Giants plus three and a half against Philly. Carolina plus five and a half, Tampa Bay. Uh, Washington plus three and a half at Detroit. Buffalo plus two at Arizona. Denver plus four at Las Vegas. Chargers plus one at Miami. Uh, Cincinnati plus seven and a half at Pittsburgh, San Francisco plus nine at New Orleans, Seattle plus one and a half at, at the Rams. And then I do like Baltimore to win by at least a touchdown against New England. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be like a record underdog week. I can feel it. I think these favorites are a little juiced up and uh, there's money to be made on the underdogs this week. Maybe even money line. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, all right. So we got our bets in. We do have a sponsor this week. Um, so take it away. American Standard Air. Hi, I'm Nolan Ryan. I've been breathing air for about as long as I've been American. So I know what I'm talking about. AmericanStandardAir.com. Okay, all right. Thank you, Nolan Ryan. Thank you, American Standard Air. Uh, that's about it. That's all we have for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys, uh, I hope you have all the fantasy luck in the world. Um, go Philip Right on.